welcome to another episode of the Streaking Line podcast. Once again, my name is Pierce, and once again, I have Zach Carey with. Wait a minute, Caroline, you're not Zach. Hi. What? What, what did you do with Zach? Look, listen, we don't need to discuss that. Things, something that's recorded. No, uh, Zach had an errand to run. Zach, and- Zach was finally getting his braces off for. <laughs> Or on, on, off. Is it funnier? If is it a joke that he's too young for that joke to be funny? If I'm saying getting his braces, I know adults can get braces. This has probably gotten away from me here, but <laughs> thanks for being here, Caroline, and filling in for young Zachary who had much more important things to be doing yes, than, than talking good, about the he's who's. Being a good brother, um, so you know. Well, Thanksgiving break, it's time for family responsibilities. But those of us uh, in our late 30s, um, you know, it's just normal life still, right? So can we say mid 30s? Yeah, we're late 30s. I'm sorry, we're over the hill. Uh, Anyhow, (laughs) here to talk about the Who's, a couple fun basketball wins. Well, a couple basketball wins. (laughs) And, uh, uh, you know, preview this weekend and the football team and talk about uh, last weekend for them. But I think starting with basketball is what we want to do on this Thanksgiving Eve, because yet again, the Virginia men's basketball team are are early season mini tournament champions. People say Tony can't get it done in the big game. <laughs> they won the Roman hair loss Newark, New Jersey title, a coveted classic, I believe it's the official title, but I do like your riff on it. It's probably more fun, but no, I mean, it's no small thing, of course, no matter who you're playing and and good to see some wins, Um, wins that I think are going to be particularly helpful for the team. I don't know how good Georgia is going to be. Providence should be. Yeah, Look at the Big East, you know, I, 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 they're not bad wins at the very least to collect, no, no, you know, some some bigger names than beating, you know, Lehigh, hopefully on, on Friday. But um, the more important thing, of course, is that the offense got going at, at times or in the Providence game, you know, almost universally. So and uh, we're starting to see some adjustments and maybe some calming down or improvement from some of the new guys gelling and fitting and just hopefully going through some of these growing pains that have, um, you know, led to the, the earlier frustrating performances. It's so it's an easy softball answer. Here you go, Caroline, at least to me, it's an easy question. The, the biggest change that you've seen, um, maybe it's a specific person, maybe a strategy uh, in these two wins that, that gives you hope for the ACC season. I think, and this even goes back to, I'll take it back to the halftime of Houston, second half of Houston, is Armand Franklin getting his points. Like, I, and, that's and what I, I was alluding to. It seemed yeah, to be, like, the, yeah. Picked it right up. Uh, I mean, I think there are things that you can point out in both games in New, lovely, beautiful Newark, New Jersey, um, home of the Roman Legends classic. Um, <laughs> in that you look at, the way that they, so they turned down, you know, turnovers were fewer, especially mm-hmm. against Georgia. I think they had four for the game, which, hello, Bennett. Uh, <laughs> dog, dog, all, you know, everyone's here for Thanksgiving. It's a family affair. Mm-hmm. Um, but turning that, like, fewer turnovers against Georgia. They only had four in the first half against Providence. We don't necessarily need to talk about, no, I'm just kidding. Second half, they <laughs> ran into issues. And what I what I take away from, the, the first half against Providence was hands down, far and away the best 20 minutes of basketball that Virginia has played this season. Mm. They looked crisp. They were making shots. And some people were still on Twitter, like, 
okay, but they're Jane Gardner and Armand Franklin are gonna need help from the rest. Like, yes, I get that, but can we like, I, I just don't like, there are good things that we saw. And if mm-hmm. Armand has the hot hand, feed the hot hand. Like, I don't like, just let's take good things. when they I come. think, you know, the, the announcers alluded to it in the Georgia game, though it was you know, for good reason, because I think it was a little obvious beforehand, but you saw it in the Providence game, not that um, Gardner didn't have a good game. Of course, he was very productive in the Providence yeah. game, but it, it's very clear that Franklin is what's going to dictate this team's yeah. success offensively. And, you know, you, you have to be successful <laughs> offensively to be successful overall. So it really is sort of running through him. I mean, they're, there's other changes that, that obviously are going to benefit that um, Igor getting more play and, and obviously showing a nice shooting stroke. So if he feels more comfortable on the defensive end and, and can get more playing time and keep the scoring up, that's going to be huge. Um, yeah. McCorkle showed a few flashes, you know, as, three, as he hit against Georgia coming off the bench. That critical. Huge, yeah. Huge moment. Like absolutely. Yeah. It, there, there were a lot. This is exactly what I've been trying to say. This team so far has been what I thought they were going to be to start the season, because mm-hmm. we talked about is the growing pains and the adjustments and how I felt it had a very 2020 vibe, like a lot of turnover, but the defense I think has looked better already this season than probably it did most, if not all of last season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was a huge thing. Like it, they clearly looked more composed defensively. Um, and it's easy to say, like, look, neither team that they played in Georgia, well, Georgia can score. Like Georgia has some good, oh, there's that. You're right. You're absolutely right. Are Thank these you. wins going to be the ones that you, <laughs> <laughs> that you would have at the end of the year? You're like, yeah, I got that win over Georgia. Let's go. But these were two games against a power five, you know, an SEC team and a big East team. And those are, you know, I think right. they extend power six for basketball right, right. included. Um, and this was. I liked the fight that I saw in both games. So whether it was the back and forth, getting yeah. a bucket when they needed, making good decisions and taking care of the ball against Georgia in a close game where Georgia was hitting threes, they were making some of yeah. the shots to playing really strong defensively and overcoming whether, oh man, those refs, refs are in early season two, y'all. Uh, a couple of those like- It was know, a bad eight, stretch, yeah. It was a bad stretch. So there was a For lot the of, officiating like, crew. I mean, well, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I mean, the who's you know struggling against the, the press too. They're not without blame there, of course. Sure, but. but it's one of those, like, that's one of the things where it's like chicken or the egg type thing. Like, cause Franklin did have like a turnover in that process. But when you're disrupting the flow of like who's on the court and they don't have like maybe exactly who they want to have on the court because you ticky tacked Franklin for a fourth foul and the, you know- like the fact, the fact that Providence was in the double bonus with, I think 10 minutes to play or something, nine or 10, it was out of control. And they had like two yeah. fouls called against them. And I'm just like, the fact that they were able to not really give up a ton of drive. They played solid defense internally uh, in the lane, I guess is really the phrase that people like to use. for <laughs> Internally, internal, internal defense. Because <laughs> mind yeah, game that, that comes to play with those turnovers in the press, you know. Yeah, um, I, mean, I say all this. 16, Sixteen free throws in the second half. Yeah. Um, and considering they were in the double bonus for most of it, um, that's actually not terrible considering. Mm. I say all this about Igor, and he barely played in the Providence game. Um, I, you know, I think for Georgia, it's more. Um, that would have been a bad loss. Georgia's probably going to win some games once they start gelling together, but it doesn't look yeah. good to lose 
to you know you get the the, the weird upset you lose a really decent houston team yeah. um but you don't want to lose to middle to low other power yeah. five teams because that's who you're compared against if they are on the bubble. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a, that would have been a loss that could have compounded. Like yeah. that's a loss that you can then turn into two losses, I think, very easily. Um, yeah. You know, like just like morale wise. Um, yeah. Another good stat, I think, to I mean, it's not good to see that he couldn't find his shot from deep uh, against Georgia, but Franklin ended with 23 points and only on one of seven shooting from three. So he rebounded the ball really well. He made all of his six free throws um, and he shot 50% from uh, field goal overall. So yeah. better shooting, of course, against Providence where he was four from six. Kihei added uh, a, a pair of threes on two of five shooting. Uh, Beekman didn't even bother attempting one against Providence, probably after Georgia goaded him into a, taking four wide open looks uh that he couldn't make and so Beekman you know it's still a work in progress with us finding a shot it's weird you, you heard the announcer say like he's too open and you know that impacts some people at least you know yeah. play they get like oh god he's yeah. like there's no one anywhere it throws off your timing right yeah I don't know he should, in my opinion you should keep taking the shots when they, yeah. they're well, that's open the thing until they start going I, in I think I even said last week was like the um I didn't dislike the shot selection yeah. and this this was the same thing against Georgia is like I actually and here's my question I maybe I need to just like call Johnny Carpenter and ask him but like <laughs> is the shots that they took you know there there's always going to be an air ball whatever like a bad one when, but most of the threes they took against Georgia like looked pretty good like they were on the rim like they just just made, like a couple rimmed out like is that more worrying than if they miss completely? I would assume no. <laughs> like, what's the bigger adjustment? Like, if yeah, like, yeah, that's a good you know, question. Is that a minor tweak, or is that like you're put the spin wrong and you got well, to change know the what whole thing? Like, Tony would say, obviously, taking bad shots is more worrying. But right, I get what yeah. you're saying there because yeah, like, if you're if you're taking good shots and they're not going in, then you just can't shoot. <laughs> which, <laughs> what do you do there? Which like, is not good. <laughs> it's, it's a skill that you need. Um, so yeah, I I don't know uh, definitively in their heart of hearts what they would say. I is, feel like being close boring. close to making them is probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, you saw in the game at least against Georgia. You know, when Shedrick and Kafaro both get into foul trouble, then you're going either Gardner or Igor um, in in the front court. That's going to be an, an issue. Uh, they, you know, it's just a all year long. It's going to be an issue that there's no depth against these bigger ACC teams. Half of which I would say yeah. qualifies bigger ACC teams. Um, yeah, they, you know, it's not going to work uh, if if that happens. Shedrick's bringing a lot defensively. Um, but he he's learning how to not collect fouls, hopefully, because it seems like every game that he's getting, you know, some ticky tack calls on him um, yeah. and getting into foul trouble. So that's going to be really hard for them to contend with if it becomes a step further in a game and, you know, heaven forbid he actually fouls out or something because Kafaro needs to just be Kafaro and bring his 10 to 15 minutes of energy and effort to give Shedrick a break. The, 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 Kafaro is not going to lead this team to success in the way that uh, Jack Salt did in that role at times. Yeah. Um, 
his block like i'm I mean, not trying to trash kafara it's just like that's just not that that can't be his role no um and that's he, he's he's got the opposite um so it's you know my anthony gill never could draw any fouls thing that's already jaden gardner this is like the opposite on the other <laughs> yeah, that's and a good comparison in that way yeah. sorry to interrupt oh but <laughs> people are comparing him to gill all season um for for fine reasons but yeah. that particular note is is weirdly spot on like dude like, gets why why is that because yeah. he looks so strong they're like yeah so it's it's the opposite of what kafar kafar that block for kafar was perfect like, yeah, was yeah, yeah and like the dude but the dude looks like a walking foul like yeah. I, i'm not necessarily saying i blame the reps because like he could look at someone you're like did he foul because <laughs> he's just so strong and like yeah. big and like, so everything that and it's the agility isn't quite there like if the movements look a little like not rough i don't know if the right words but like so i can see if it's not like a smooth violent block, <laughs> you know? could be the word here <laughs> potentially yeah. yeah um so it's one of those like but yeah i agree they but man, Shedrick and those, like, get him on the volleyball team, man. Holy crap. Those blocks. Yeah, My dad yeah. is not a huge, like, he'll watch stuff with me if he's in the room or whatever, and he follows along and knows what Virginia's doing and all this. He was sitting in the living room with me, and he saw one of the blocks that, where he sent it to, like, the third row, and he goes, oh, damn. Well, one of that. those, and oh. it was that one that he that he spiked, yeah, across the arena. He could have <laughs> just caught. Like, yeah, that's that's what always few. gets me with some of these showy blocks. It's like, well, now they have the Don't ball, the and yeah, it's better. Back, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's better than letting the the shot go. But like the um, two hand one, like I feel like if you're here, you could. It was pretty. Yeah, it was particularly <laughs> the one that he sent across the arena because all it was was like this weak ass like half floater <laughs> into his face, which like I could have caught it. You know what I mean? It like it wasn't. It wouldn't have been a though. difficult play. Um, and instead, he just he just spiked it, which is funny and gets you amped. I don't know. Yeah. That's a, that's speaking of questions that like I actual coaches is like yeah. what, what would you prefer as a coach in that situation the, I feel like I know the, the enthusiasm and the clear oh, block yeah. or or the immediate possession if you're able to catch it yeah that's I feel like I know what Tony's answer will be and I feel like I know what like Willowford's answer would be yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> or at least like I feel like the player must be like yeah it amps me up and like makes me want to like, yeah. whatever I don't know I guess they like that was one of the things after the Georgia game the highlight that and I love the, I'm completely biased. I love the UVA social team. Like they do such a great job. And mm -hmm. so knowing the vibes always is something they've done really well with, whether it was posting the like slow-mo video of Tony Bennett walking into the arena um, or the, they showed a shot clock violation play from the Georgia game. And it was one of those perfect moments where like two, like, so Jaden and Armand both turned at the same time and like mm -hmm. fist pumped. And like, it was just really cool to see like two transfers in game number five or three, whatever it was at the time, mm -hmm. uh, four, I guess it was actually the right five. It was yeah, a was number. Right the first time. It was it game five. <laughs> um, you know, and, and feeling like that video to me was like, these guys are buying into this deep like the idea of the defense and the shot clocks and the like just like the fist pumps and the super stoked about this yeah yeah totally violation. it was perfect yeah. use of it and so it's just like i like seeing that already and i just oh man the other funny i'll just say my other the other funny like dad comment from the game <laughs> he looks up at one point and goes the guy's name is stat man <laughs> so he like, really doesn't follow it <laughs> 
I mean, now he doesn't know Cody Stavon. Cody like, Stavon has been here for like eight years. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Looking up and going, it's Statman? Yeah. I wonder where Statman plays in this answer to the rotation. Um, you know, he, he's he's the first guard, if not the first immediate off the bench. He's the one getting the most playing time off the bench yeah. in, in a guard, sometimes forward uh, role. But, you know, he takes a shot or two um he's that that's about it you know what i mean like he's not filling up the box or for better or worse i'm not saying they're asking him to or anything um but he he shows to me some potential in scoring like he has yeah. some moves i mentioned it last week he has some moves that some other guys don't have not just the outside shooting which of course hopefully yeah. he continues to bring it a, a, a fine level he didn't um he didn't make either of his shots in in this week's pair of games but you know, you just wonder, I like obviously Igor a few minutes here and there is another thing. I guess the answer is just get Gardner and uh, and and Franklin going more and more and more, you know, yeah. stops running around. Um, I the, just, Cody's you know. guy, like, you know, he, I think has had, I feel like, so he's just had an up and down tenure, tenure, mm-hmm. like, um, with the injuries and the illness last year and all that stuff. So I think it'll and he's got a huge not a huge brace but he's got a brace on his knee now so mm-hmm. i'm just like bless mm-hmm. his heart i just want to put this kid in bubble wrap um but he's doing what like like i said coming into last night he was i think five for eight on the season from three which mm-hmm. means that he he's hitting them but also take more please um mm-hmm. and so it's like finding that mix he's always i think played a little no i don't i don't know if hesitantly is the right word i just want him to play with a little bit more confidence because i do think that with that length and he's actually got, he's got a good, it's a little bit of a slow release. So he's got to be yeah, a little bit more open than other guys. But um, I think that there, he's going to have to maybe play a bit of a hold a tensai role from last year hmm. in the sense, like pops in, hits a couple threes. If he's on, he gets a little bit more playing time. If he seems to not have, you know, now that he doesn't yeah. now that he doesn't have it, but like, one of the, I maybe see it a little bit in that type of role, like role player, three shooter, but they need three shooting. So bring them in, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I've seen like even more than some of the guys, the ability to get off the ball, like, or, you know, like yeah. create his own shot too. So yeah, I was hoping to see more, a little more of that. He's got um, more moves than, you know, we talked, yeah. we joked about him in transition all the time. <laughs> Right. Like the Statman fast break. He's only got ran the fast break. But so my final question um is what we saw more uh, in the last home game, but then for a few minutes here and there uh in these two Newark games was the addition of, of Malachi Poindexter into the rotation. Um he, he had a nice trillion, a three trillion uh against Georgia, I saw in the box score. But uh anyway, uh, you know. Bring in some depth. I'm, I'm curious, what, what do you see that he's bringing that is maybe the reasoning behind, behind him taking the few minutes that like we would see from, say, Tane Murray? Yeah, I don't, this is like a peak Tony Bennett thing, I think. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, it felt, and I, there was a quote from him earlier this week, and this week has been nuts, and that's my fault. I don't know it off. Like, but he addressed, I'm going to go back and find him, but he addressed talking about like Malachi playing, and he's a local guy. And Tony yeah. always liked it was those, after like, Friday's game last Yeah, year. he likes those um, 
like he, he likes to reward hard work and I'm, yeah. all of this goes to say this is I feel like I hedge everything because this is the time of the internet where if I say he praises hard are you saying Carson and Tane don't work hard no I'm not saying any of that stuff but no one um, listens to this don't worry this fine. won't get memed um but it is you know you're kind of like it's six minutes you're kind of like would you like to see a little bit more I I this is trust, trust the system type thing. But, you know, I'm, I was kind of, he had a really nice dish to Armand in the first half for that, that, his one assist, like he took care of the ball. So this might be a, like, get him a little burn early. I just, I'm a little surprised because I would think that this would be a more Carson McCorkle, in my opinion, um, than Tane, just because Tane, this is always a, fr- like a first year thing with Bennett. Um, it's just kind of like how much playing time, how used to the, defense like all these fun things we always talk about but um you know maybe just was it's a pure reward for practice and defensive performance and I don't think he was a live I don't know like he wasn't a huge liability and there was moments where you know like maybe he just liked that length and matchup better I don't know yeah I think you're probably right that it's more a reward like you said a reward for um practice it maybe lighting a fire under the other guards um and less like a tactician you know yeah. uh, decision um so. i don't necessarily think that that's going to be the substitution that's made in yeah february in the middle of february yeah, but yeah. then people would say like so why do it in november you know if you're this is when you're supposed to be getting playing time for x y and well, z so it's just He's also trying to see if it would be the answer in February too. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. like all this stuff is, it always comes up in these first 10 games. Um, yeah. Different tweaking and things here. So uh, the who's are back in action uh, the day after Thanksgiving uh, against Lehigh, who is very bad. Um, so uh, hopefully that presents no major issue uh, for Virginia. <laughs> uh, but on the 29th, they host Iowa. Um, that is going to be talk about your announcers. Well, actually, a uh, friend of the pod, Anish Shroff, is calling that game, <laughs> so um, he 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 can get those style clash of style. Uh, he can come to there. Charlottesville and not get bonus and talk well, about so how I'm, I'm sure bonus is. I think Dana Boyle and I are going to make him go, or he's going to make us go. There's definitely going to be consumed because he's also coming for. Um, Virginia, Virginia tag. So he's doing oh. the, the Charlottesville twofer. Um, so that'll be a fun, fun weekend for our good friend Anish. But yeah, I was a team that loves to shoot threes and they love to play fast. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they are five and oh. Um, yeah, the stats, uh, according to ESPN, favor the Who's. Uh, mainly, I guess, because Iowa ain't played nobody. Um, they, <laughs> they have just destroyed most of the teams they've played, half of whom I haven't heard of. Um, I see you know, Longwood, don't worry. I do know Longwood. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one, okay, Western Michigan. I was confused because Western Michigan looks like the Washington football team now. <laughs> yes. If, if your computer same. tent makes <laughs> that brown and that orange very similar. Anyway, um, so I, you know, Iowa, we won't back be-, be back before that game, um, but that'll be another big opportunity because uh, you know Iowa is probably a better team than than Providence and uh, Georgia and probably will finish higher um in their conference than those teams so that that's my whole point being that's more likely an opportunity for even maybe a quad one win at least a quad two win and and so um as we continue to 
build a hopefully stronger than the bubble resume here. Um, that's a big, big opportunity for the Hoos. Yeah. And it's, this is going to be, you know, Iowa currently is shooting like just shy of 40% from three. So um, that's going to be uh, <laughs> like we said, uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, we'll uh-oh. see. We'll see. Sometimes teams look. shoot poorly against Virginia. It's just, uh, you know, sometimes they seem like they can hit everything as we all know. So mm-hmm. let's talk football, talk a little pit. Certainly, we talk a little rivalry week, maybe maybe focus more on that game, put the pick game behind us. But, you know, the big takeaways, I feel like uh, after all this basketball and how long ago it was, like, uh, it, it seems ages ago that they played this pick like game. Three, more, like <laughs> but uh, a, a weird game to, to yeah. sum up uh, because it wasn't quite like these other um, – you know, shootout losses, like that's essentially what we predicted, right? Like the the Uh, Virginia was going to have to keep up with Pitt's offense and they weren't going to be able to stimmy Pitt's offense. And so far they haven't been able to keep up with Pitt's offense, but here's my point. While the, the final score and the end result is sort of similar to those shootout losses, the way they got there was very different um, because the defense at times played a little better than we saw in the other shootout. Like this wasn't the BYU game or North Carolina game. No. Made no. more plays. Um, but conversely, then there were these backbreaking Virginia mistakes that made it seem when you watch the game, like Virginia had it. Virginia should have won this, which they really didn't feel like in the North Carolina game. Like the North Carolina game was like they did everything they could. It wasn't enough because the defense was so paper thin. And man, how frustrating is that? And that that's sort of the takeaway from the BYU game, although the story was the injury to to Armstrong, of course. So point being, the takeaway for this one is is just as disappointing in a different way because – the defense did enough for the amazing offense to do enough to win. Uh, and then, you know, uh, offsides on a field goal attempt, uh, oh, just some hurt. brutal mistakes yeah. in the secondary. Otherwise, like I, I get the whole drag a guy down cause you're lost, you know, and you don't want to give up a touchdown. It's brutal when it turns out it was a ball that he wasn't going to be able to catch no. and you just dragged him down because you were so, I, I don't, I don't want to, I'm not even going to say his name. It, it, the whole yeah. secondary was terrible other than a few plays here and there. Um, Blount interception was nice to see. Right. But. Like they, they, this is almost more, I feel ugh, words are hard when I like um, the people will kill me for this, but it felt like the mistakes were like, uh, eager to try and do something mistakes. Like it was like, I don't know if that makes any sense. Like an offsides on a field goal. I was just kind of like, guys, you don't need to block this field goal. Yeah. Like, I mean, it doesn't get much those, dumber like, than that. Like, like wanting, <laughs> wanting to make a play. And I, I feel like in having talked to these players and knowing like, and then again, it's the, like, no one's more upset than I am. That, you know, like, sure. It's but way we're here to talk that. about how the football yeah. team lost. So, you know, yeah, like, it's way worse for that. But yeah. sitting here watching it and knowing that you held that offense, not just that, that was the, the back-to-back nature. Like if those were on separate drives, like maybe I feel a yeah. little bit less, like I want to lie in the fetal position and cry that they could have won this game. But the, the fourth and four pass interference on what I thought was essentially a, um, 
uncatchable. Like that was borderline uncatchable, but it was so the foul was so egregious that they had to throw. Yeah, like you can't like not call that. And so it was kind of like, oh my god. And then, you know, that's fourth. They had what two touchdowns on fourth down. Yeah, Pitt did. Uh, kickoff return for a touchdown. And Which then, seems like Pitt does every time we yeah. play them. <laughs> they usually have a really great return guy oh, too. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Like, you know, um, and I legit thought that Darius Bratton picked that play, that ball. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't blame him for selling out for that ball either, because regardless of the outcome of that play, like the game's effectively over. Um, well, well, yeah, but I mean, if he makes back, the play, but... then it's potentially not. Um, um, I meant more like if he doesn't, like if they get the first down and continue, like just killing. Gotcha, clock, gotcha. It's, right, it's right, right. Almost the same. That almost was a better outcome because Virginia got the ball back. Right. And could then try and like, you know, and then this was actually the first time where I thought um, most of the season I have agreed with every single fourth down call, whether it's been to kick, whether it's been to go for it. I thought, um, Early in the game, it's easy to be like, oh, you should have gone for that one. Like, I thought the fourth and two on, like, the second drive was a clear, in my mind, and I'm taking mm-hmm. a, you know, decision analysis and leadership judgment in sports context class at Darden this quarter. <laughs> so, shout out. We did a whole thing on going for it. We did NFL-wise, but mm-hmm. um, generally, I think Bronk was on the leading edge of, like, being aggressive about those plays. Um, and actually, Narduzzi is usually making the wrong call on when to go for it on fourth down, and he actually did, like, really well. Um, but I thought that that was one that they should have done. And I thought potentially should have kicked that field goal on fourth and five or whatever, because you needed the yeah. point. And so it wasn't like they were on the one yard line and maybe weren't going to get that far down again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I get why like, they, they didn't. I mean, obviously I it's an, it's obvious why they, they tried not to, yeah. or what they went for it. Um, I, you know, you need 10 points. So then you're saying, you're saying if you kick it, then we trust Brennan to make a heroic play against the pit defense is pretty pretty good i mean obviously brennan had a good game but yeah. like it, that's it, if you're not the detroit lions or the virginia cavaliers you, you you trust your defense to stop uh like 45 seconds and only a few few, yeah. few chances to toss in the end zone right so anyway my point being um i get the reasoning by going for the touchdown because it it's not the hardest touchdown to get. And then you're saying if we get this yeah. touchdown on fourth and short, or we get the first down and then a touchdown, then we, if we get the onside kick, then all we need is a field goal. And I feel right. like Absolutely. that's 100%. more yeah. likely to happen than get yeah. the last second touchdown. So sure. I, I didn't get the, not you, but there, there were some other streak in the line who were a little more upset yeah by the i can i can understand the, the argument for all of the choices right, like right. i i really do um and so and again i agree with you i think the last two weeks the defense has done enough not enough mister because again those two plays were like if you got I and mean, we saw brennan respond right away is everything the same if yeah. you can't just take you can't just take everything like oh if they only had a field goal then the same exact things would have happened and Virginia would have a one point lead. Like I know that you can't sure. do that, but that's obviously the mindset. Though it's always better to not give up more points. Than yes. Yeah, but, yes. Yeah. Um, so I want to say like the defense really did enough to like, <laughs> And then I'm like, but you they also were like bad. They were just not zero I mean, out of this 10. This is where bad. I go back. This is where I go back to are all of the ACC defenses 
just atrocious <laughs> or the offenses because obviously I think Virginia's offense made Pitt's pretty good defense look relatively yeah. mediocre because yeah, yeah, Virginia's yeah. offense is that good and yeah. so I'm not saying Virginia's defense is that good I'm saying they're not they're not abysmal or they didn't play abysmally they they just played bad against the potential <laughs> like number whatever pick and so here's my other thing yeah yeah Pickett was very good um is very think, good I still think Brennan was better and maybe that's yeah. biased like but no, I'm sorry not. like I understand that like I'm just like look Kenny Pickett's gonna look guys right now I'm telling you get Yo. ready for it don't send the tweets it's not disrespect whatever you want to call it Kenny Pickett is going to win offensive player of the year like it's going to happen <laughs> Like just because Pitt like might ACC. win the ACC, right? Like, because Pitt won the ACC and he's got really good numbers. He literally has broken records at Pitt. Like, this is the right. thing. Like, I understand that Brennan's doing the same thing. If Brennan went, if Virginia wins the coastal, they might have, like, it might have been Brennan. Then Brennan just, would get just, it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, and I again I still think Brennan's the better quarterback, but this is yep. how it's going to go. Let's just get ready for it. Now, if you want to talk about Dontavian Wicks, I don't know how that dude is not on like every finalist. I cannot deal with it because that guy is unreal and add to it He's while I'm ranting how Marcus Hagens isn't on that <laughs> damn Broyles list. I don't know what else you want from a, a, an assistant coach. Yeah. yeah. What the hell? What but data anyway. are we crunching here to pick these awards? If, if, <laughs> if Virginia's wide receiver core coach isn't, isn't receiving recognition. Yeah. Totally. Unbelievable. Fair. Unbelievable. Yeah. So I think it's one of those, like I, I go back and forth. It's frustrating to, legit like have to look at a couple games and been like Virginia should have won those games. like Virginia should be able to play for the coastal this week now do we actually want that stress in our lives probably but like, yes but you know, I, I like understand. going into Virginia Tech games with nothing on the line right. <laughs> um but I mean it's one but when I look back and think no one really knew what this team was going to be before the season started no one was talking about Brendan Armstrong at ACC media day no, like everyone was like picking them to finish fifth in the, in the coastal. Like, so it's, it's a mix of feeling like you left something on the table, mm -hmm. but also like trying to remember that people that like, you didn't necessarily expect to be at that table in the first place. If that... Yeah. Yeah. I like mean, you're at, the, you're at the adults table at Thanksgiving annoyed that you didn't get that last round of mashed potatoes when really like people. Thought yeah. you it's like table. we've been saying all year that, that, the offense is so spectacularly good it's it's been much celebrated by virginia fans of course and and i think we we're almost already too used to like oh well we'll just throw it for 500 yards you know <laughs> it's <laughs> like, weird how that it went from me because it seems every so moment, normal the offense is going to be a disaster right. to expecting touchdowns on like every drive and but not in getting them the issue of course it, it it it's all stimmied by how really really bad the defense has been now yeah i don't mean every game has been a, a zero for 10 but there's no other way to put it the the, the season output from the defense has been a, a f if you're grading it what do you think that and i mean this is a pointless exercise but nah, <laughs> i was just gonna say like if we if Juwan Briggs was still on that front line. I think it, it changes a lot. Yeah, I mean, every little bit helps, right? Yeah, yeah he's a good player. A pass rusher like him. With the well, and the one thing against Piz, they started blitzing more, you know, and you know why yeah. they're not blitzing is is because they don't trust. They don't trust. <laughs> they don't, the yeah, they don't, yeah. yeah, but the problem is that they they're in this like. I think the answer's coming. 
coming together that you, you just got to take your licks in a, which is how the defense, a decent to good defense has functioned for a while now has been issues in the secondary and getting at the quarterback to, to hopefully mitigate some of that. And yeah, they haven't been able to get to the quarterback, although against Pitt, they did a little bit better of a job and would have done a, a much better job if they could tackle when they got to the quarterback. But yeah, I mean this, yeah, like, yeah. like I said, it's been an F and, and so anyway, my point being, that it's so weird to be dealing with that because you want to be so happy for this a plus office that again, like you said, you're shocked. You're like, Oh my gosh, it all came together. This is best case scenario. We would never in my even best case scenario dreams. Could I have thought that we would get production like this? Um, Not that we were haters. It's just, it's just that good. However, he, he looked like he did not miss a game. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I like, mean, we didn't it, even talk about that. Like Brennan looked. Yeah. I, it was. It was what he was amazing. Yeah, truly, <sighs> and in, in a place against a team that made, say, Bryce Perkins look mediocre you know like it's just a place where we don't look good against Pitt especially when they play at Pitt and Brennan looked like the best quarterback in the country again um yeah it's unbelievable I'm not taking anyone else like if you offer me any other quarterback in the country I'm not taking them (laughs) yeah I feel you I'm not Uh, yeah um and Keaton we don't want you know we uh we always shout out um on here, I they you know <laughs> everyone knows the the guys who are studs, Wicks and Keaton, both over a hundred and both over a hundred and twenty yards. Mm-hmm. Brennan did throw for four eighty seven. Mike Collins again looked pretty good to me. Yep. Had a um a touchdown. Keaton had a rushing touchdown. Uh, Wayne only two snaps. Um, you know could be health, could be yeah. feeding the hot hand with Hollins. Uh, Darrington three snaps didn't get didn't get much going there. Um. I'm not even going to bother reading off pit stats. One dude had four touchdowns. That's it. You all know you're you're yeah, listening because you watch this. Went to that one guy. Yeah. So anyway, um, we, we we've been talking for quite a while and have not really gotten into this weekend's Commonwealth Cup. So let's finish with uh, previewing this rivalry game. How do you even begin to preview this game? Yeah, you know, I watched Virginia Tech Miami. Um, not that I haven't caught some of the Hokies games uh, this uh, this year, but I tried to get a better idea of, of like, now they have an interim coach. What are they doing? They got back into the Miami game after uh, being down significantly early to a, a decent quarterback, Tyler Van Dyke. So, you know, I think it, it bodes well for um, playing to Armstrong's strengths. I have no takeaways about Virginia Tech other than they can run the ball pretty well. And that is going to be my biggest concern. Um, I, you know, they have playmakers, Trey Turner, great receiver. Are they going to be able to get it to Trey Turner? Their quarterback situation is brutal. I know they're dealing with injury too. there. like, you know, Burmeister obviously beat the who's last year. Um, so so is capable the blumrick kid did not fit the part but I, you know they don't that's even know who they're gonna this is where this is where yeah. nightmare fuel comes in for me pierce because this is this is the as much as i just said all that good stuff about like oh this i've got so much optimism when they do this and that this is nightmare scenario for your girl aka virginia tech is coming in needing a win to keep this bull streak alive great great awesome awesome with a interim coach mm-hmm. and they don't know who's playing quarterback. So in my mind, I'm like, Oh crap. 
like they're gonna win by two touchdowns. <laughs> but what? here's the real yeah. like here's the real yeah. thing. Everything you said is accurate. We don't know what's gonna be the situation. Well, the backup QB can't throw, but he ran on Miami for 132 yards. Like that's your, you know. Yeah. That, no, what? <laughs> yes. like, and so this is where I'm kind of like the the biggest issue with this Virginia defense that we've clearly talked about a lot is pass defense. Now there have been definitely like, so Tyler Algiers, like, I never want to see that kid again, man. That BYU kid was Mm -hmm. unbelievable. Um, But also like the, it's one of those, I do think that their rush defense is better. I don't know. Like I talk about stuff and then I don't even know, like, I can't, I, I should feel better that Virginia tech comes in maybe without one of their best receiver, their best receiver, maybe with a quarterback that can't throw the ball, maybe with a quarterback, they don't know who it's even going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just a matter of like, can they, this Virginia tech team has, I think shown consistently over the season of the year, this is just going off of past performance that this is not a team that puts up a lot of points or can put up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. The thing that Virginia can do is put up a lot of points. I've seen that. I've seen I've that seen in the hoops. Repeatedly. <laughs> So if they, if this is, this is going to be the most stereotypical of like coach cliche speak for me, where it's yeah. like, all you got to do is take care of the ball. Don't turn it over. Like, you know, don't give a big run. Play. Like it, it's legit. If they do those things that people always say is like, the yeah. game, make plays. Yeah. If you play a clean, smart game, Virginia should win this game. And Virginia I should win by 20. If they yes, play they clean and smart. Game. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. And that makes me incredibly nervous. If, if, you know, the the things that give me hope, Brennan Armstrong, I don't feel like Brennan Armstrong is going to be intimidated in any way, shape or form by this Virginia Tech team. I love him so much. It's ridiculous. Dontavian Wicks, I saw plenty of plays against Miami of Virginia Tech defenders looking a lot like UVA defenders out there going, oh no, (laughs) he's he's past me and he's faster than I am, which bodes well. Um, I, you know, I knock on wood a thousand times, Armstrong, while he, he, you know, he has that gunslinger mentality that can lead to some head scratching place. He pulls them off usually, but I, I do find him to be, I think it's unfair because I do think he does a good job of finding Billy Kemp in a pocket woods in a pocket. Yeah. Like he, oh, he doesn't unnecessarily go for the home run balls and he's still putting up more than 400 yards in most of these games right um the thing that maybe like it it's it's more the rushing or running around gunslinger ish or like not taking the yards when he's got three in front of him that would get you the first down or things like that so you know it depends what you mean by by um those things that we say about armstrong but anyway that gives me hope um i think he's done much much better overall with the other than he had one against one head scratcher against BYU. Yeah. Um, and he's obviously got like whatever, nine interceptions this season. The one again, you know, it's one of those, like, I really wish that they would put not, not put the like hail Marys on there. Like, right, that, right. 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 In the set totals. To yeah, yeah, with, yeah. Like a second left in the first half. I was like, hell yeah. yeah, let it, let it loose. Like you get that stat. Like, and it's just like, all right, cool. We um, know the defensive back. He, they want that stat counted. So, absolutely, you know? absolutely. And that's where I'm like, you know, I say that, but I don't actually mean it. Cause Virginia had one too. And like, get them you know, <laughs> right. by the defense. Like they did Ours the right count. 
<laughs> um, yeah, ours count, yours do not. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I agree. Like I think he's done, and that's something he talked about before the season was like, I need to get better at, like I need to limit those mistakes, and I need to do. And I think he has done such a good job. And there's a few plays still where I'm like, oh, that was a tight pocket. <laughs> but like he, knows, <laughs> he gets it to a place where only Keaton Thompson can get it, and only yeah. Billy Cannon can get it. And- well, and Keaton was going to be obvious. I mean, it's <laughs> obvious, but the next person to bring up is yeah. he he is just a load he just can't be tackled um by one guy and can he stay another year does he can he stay i feel like we're in this weird everyone can stay as many years as they want now forever um can he stay forever i don't know i haven't crunched the numbers on his his eligibility zach probably knows well we'll ask Zach. bring back imagine if you can bring back brennan Dontavian, <laughs> like you have Mike Hollins back as your RB one. You've got Keaton. Jelani has yeah. another year. Like, uh, I, yeah. really? Yeah, I, think I thought I'm his pretty- whole point was to try and get drafted, but yeah, maybe not. I mean, maybe, but he could he could come back if he wanted. Well, we we will see um, if he comes back. We will also see what happens uh, Saturday. It's you know it's nerve wracking. We're not going to do predictions. Uh, oh, I don't because we uh, you know you already heard why it's hard to predict and and frankly I'm you just never know um, because of the the ghosts of this rivalry. But there's plenty of reasons for optimism um, in this Virginia offense. So let's hope for that and. And hope that uh, another home win in the Commonwealth Clash gets this uh, rivalry game back to a more just normal rivalry game <laughs> and instead some, of one some, filled with ghosts yeah. and streaks and things like that. But um, thank you again, Caroline, for subbing in for, for Zach. And uh, I'm sure it won't be long until you are back uh, with Zach and I again. So see you then. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a safe holiday, safe travels, get into wherever you're going and enjoy the game on Saturday and the basketball game on Friday. And uh, look for pre and post game coverage for all that at streakingthelawn.com for everybody at the blog. I'm Pierce. Go who's. <laughs>